You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. I am, of course, your host, Tom Radigan. Welcome if it's on WMYO, YouTube, uh, Anchor, Amazon, Spotify, Castos, wherever you are on, I am glad you are on. Okay, so let's begin. Let's talk about the Beatles album, Rubber Soul. So we've talked about... Please, please, me. We talked about with the Beatles. We talked about a hard day's night. We talked about Beatles for sale, and we just talked about help. Now it's time to go into a totally different direction with the Beatles album, because so let's talk talk a little history. So this album was released on December third, nineteen sixty five. This was, of course, the same year earlier that the Beatles did help around because that album came out on August 6th and that was re- recorded during a, a lot of times of like February around that time in the early years of 60 in the early months of 65 Rubber Soul is an album that you know a lot of people like think highly of it's definitely an album that changed music as we know it we'll talk about the impact at, uh, of it uh, and all that and what it did for rock and roll music but the thing about Rubber Soul is, you know, it was their second uh, album with original material. Um, you know, it was a direction where they were realizing that they could go more mature in their songwriting even more. That, that was the, the really change of it. I mean, of course, there were changes in the sound. Uh, sitar is used for the first time in the song Norwegian Wood. And, you know, has a lot of folk rock, uh, you know, vibes to it. Um, you know, definitely different from what they were doing on their previous album, Help. It's so kind of weird in a sense to me to think that both of these albums were done in the same year, considering that there's a completely different shift. And, um, you know, this is an album that, you know, of course, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of rock critics, rock musicians, you know, praise Brian Wilson claimed that Rubber Soul was his inspiration for the Beach Boys iconic album Pet Sounds. And then of course, you know, Paul was then inspired to do Sgt. Pepper. So it was a chain of like influence, but this was the album that started that. And, you know, um, you know, we've already talked a little bit, you know, I've already mentioned Norwegian Wood. So why don't we talk about that as one of the first songs on this album? Because this is a song that um, a lot of people mention. A lot of people consider this one of their favorite songs. Uh, and the thing about Norwegian Wood is that, uh, so it's got like, what do you call it? This great guitar style and... I have no I have no idea what that was, but people I guess are partying. But um okay. Um so anyway, but Norwegian Wood was such a great great song in a sense of this, you know, John like in help, he was opening up about his life and Norwegian Wood opens up about this affair he had uh, with this woman. And, you know, the the line works perfectly in a sense. Like, I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me. And it's about this affair that, like, is weird and how unusual it is in a sense. This woman was a different person that he had an affair with for that moment. And, you know, um, it was known, I mean, of course, the Beatles, you know, the, you know, of course, even though they had their wives, of course, they cheated on them. They, they all lived that rock and roll lifestyle. They so 
sow their wild oats, as they as they say, you know, in all that sense. Um, but yeah, no, it's an interesting thing of just John being so serious with himself and being serious to you know his wife Cynthia, you know, um, because you know she like had no idea what what this meant of like you know of why he's pouring his heart off and really confessing about his infidelity and all that stuff, you know. Um, so you know, uh, yeah, you know. But hey, you know. Uh, but um, the thing about um, the song that makes it more interesting is the star work that George does on it. Uh, the harmonies, of course, between Paul and John. Um, you know, a lot of people even talk about how this is a great album for harmonies and all that. Uh, and another way to talk about this, another great song that that has beautiful harmonies and, you know, uh, gets more, um, you know, kind of of a story what uh, like more ha has more of a story to it sort of this would i would say maybe be inspired by bob dylan in a sense which is nowhere man uh you know he's a real no like just the way of how the harmonies go into introduce the the hook of the song um and i think like you know the lyrics are interesting about you know somebody who's like a drifter in a sense but you know um yeah, and of course, a lot of people, you know, th there's definitely some Dylan inspiration to it, especially even through this album. You know, everybody, like, Bob Dylan was, you know, becoming the biggest voice of the time, you know. I mean, in the 1960s, you had the Beatles, Bob Dylan and the Stones, you know. They were, like, the face of rock and roll of the 60s. And, you know, definitely Dylan, you know, even as much as a... Uh, you know, innovator, the Beatles were, you know, Dylan uh, even inspired them to think outside the box more creativity, more creatively and all that. And uh, yeah, no. Um, and um, of course, the song opens up with, a, so with a, a song that everybody loves to talk about with the beep, 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 beep. And can you guess it? Can you? Yeah. And that's right. Yeah. It's baby. Can you drive my car? Um, I've always loved this song. I've always thought this is this is one of their fun songs, and it's funny how this starts off the album and all that, uh, because you know, like I said, the album has more sophisticated songs. So it's funny how it starts off with a, a fun song, um, you know, to kind of like you know surprise like up like you know you know it's a little bit of you know we're still the same people, but we're gonna show you something different, and then that's what Nor when Norwegian Wood transitions in. So it's great how those are the first two songs on the album, Drive My Cars first, and then Norwegian Wood. But, um, yeah, that works well. I mean, the guitar solo on Drive My Car is good. Harmonies, I mean, of course, the beep, beep, beep is great. I mean, I remember listening to... I knew what the song was before uh, I listened to this Elmo album where Elmo is singing about Drive My Car because Elmo speaks in, you know, of course, like, third person. It's like, Elmo, you can drive my car. Yeah. And, uh, th yeah, that, that's what I remember of my childhood people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, um, a few songs on this album that, um, you know, are not, um, uh, maybe well-known that we'll talk about, and then we'll end it off with one of the best songs of all time, I think. But let's talk about, um, some underrated songs on this album, or songs that really not a lot of people might know about, and, uh, that's the third track, You Won't See Me, which is a song that Paul does, uh... You know, it's a simple song. It's not like you know one of my favorites, but it's definitely an interesting song. Like 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 I've said before, there are no bad Beatles songs. There might be some songs you don't listen to, or that songs that you think are better than others. But I don't think there's ever really a bad Beatles song. Or like, oh my god, it's so horrible. Turn off. Well, wait, there's actually one back at the... Oh, well, we'll get to that when it comes about. But, um, and, you know, people know why, in a sense. I mean, the Beatles had some stuff in their songs that were very different 
experimental that didn't work you know i mean they experimented with a lot of stuff that worked some that didn't but um you know but with this song it's you know very simple just a very simple rock driven song um another song that um i think gets a little bit more mentioned is the song that john and paul do, do uh, which is wait um wait is a great song because uh you know just got like another that rock harmony it to it um i like uh paul's uh line around like i guess it would be the the bridge and all that stuff um yeah and um yeah so so those songs um a few songs that um definitely i think you know uh express the 60s of course is the word um i've always loved that it's such a you know su like such a heavy powered like piano and uh you know of course like you know say the word and you'll be free um I like, I mean, John always just has this voice where he can go soft and then he can go wild. And he goes wild a little bit uh, throughout the end of it, too, of the song. Um, and I've, I've always loved that song. I've always, as a kid, always found it interesting. Um, I was actually just listening to it earlier. Um, it's a song that people uh, talk about. I remember I went to this show one time with my grandfather um, where um, it was at a local library. And it was this Beatles show, like this, this family, this mother, daughter, and father, you know, since some Beatles tunes and uh, of course one of the first ones is you know uh, that they did was the word and you know like the word is love you know King like, like yeah have you heard the word is love it's so fine it's sunshine it's the word love <laughs> and um now let's talk a little bit about uh, George's songs on the album. Uh, George has um, two songs on the album that both I love. Um, you know, a song that gets mentioned a lot from this album that he did is If I Needed Someone, and I've heard heard people talk about it a lot. Um, I've always loved that one. I think, um, you know, still a little bit of that Lennon-McCartney style to it. Um, you know, um, I mean, it's nice, uh, you know, the back of vocals from John and Paul are good on this. Uh, George does this well. It's actually funny if you want to see a laugh because when the Beatles were performing around this time, that's when they were getting tired of performing because nobody could barely hear them. You know, they could barely hear, them, like, barely hear themselves because all you could hear was girls screaming so loud, you know? You couldn't hear them at all, really. And they were just getting really, like, tired of it. And there's um, a performance of them in uh, Tokyo in 1966 of them performing If I Needed Someone. And, like, you can barely hear them and all that. And they sound a little off-key, too. Because, like, they can, yeah, like, they can barely hear what's going on because, like, you know, the, the girls are so loud and all that. Um, and, um, but a song that I never hear anybody else mention to me is Think For Yourself. And that, I think, is my favorite song from George on this album. Uh, I remember hearing this for the first time on the Yellow Submarine soundtrack album, which is also where I heard uh, uh, the, uh, you know, of course, Nowhere Man. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, this song, I think, uh, works well as George going more into his own, um, you know, uh, just, you know, showing that George can shine as a songwriter. George uh, has his moments, uh, and this song just proves it. This song makes you wonder, what will George do next? Like, you know, it just shows you that George should have more songs. George has a voice, and this song works well with that, especially with the guitar work on it, too, um, is creative. Uh, as well. So, uh, let's talk about um, a song that is considered controversial in a sense, uh, which is Run For Your Life, which ends the album. Now, Run For Your Life, of course, has very, you know, dark lyrics in a sense, 
and I'll just say it here, you know, before we go any further. Well, I ra- and this and the lyrics are, well, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man. Not the most charming words you hear, um, really. You you want somebody to say it here, um, but you know it's funny because I I saw and I'm I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. I think TikTok is very toxic. And, um, you know, people always, I feel like, to criticize the Beatles uh, and all that stuff and really like to rip into them. Um, and they always, you know, talk about this song. And listen, yes, this song is controversial. But you know what, people? People who don't know this and are just, you know, adding on to this trend. John Lennon admitted that he hated this song. John Lennon admitted that these lyrics were controversial. Did you know that when you posted the video? No, I didn't think so. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So, you know, he talked about over the years how, you know, this song might have not been the best song for him. And, you know, he was, you know, he talks about in the song, well, you know that I'm a wicked guy and I was born with a jealous mind. And, you know, maybe he was adding on his, you know, talks about jealousy. But it's funny, like, how it has the line, well, I'd rather see you dead, little girl, than to be with another man, because that was used in the Elvis Presley song, 1955, Baby, Let's Play House. So, you know, yeah, definitely an interesting kind of, because I remember when I hear that, it's like, oh, it's the same lyric. And, like, because in that song, it's more, like, it's so out of the blue when you hear that line in Baby, Let's Play House. In this, it already has a dark tone, you know? I mean, hell, I mean, yeah, the song is already run for your life, you know, but, uh, yeah, no, no, it's, you know, what you call it, crazy, crazy man, crazy, uh, but, um, another song that always, uh, gets a lot of, uh, you know, a, a look at was, um, Girl, which is, uh, you know, uh, John's song about, will anybody listen to his story about the girl that came to stay, and, you know, I mean, What's clever about this is, of course, the words on this, like the lyrics, uh, when she told me she was young, pain would lead to pleasure. I mean, you know, going from songs like, you know, I want to hold your hand or like going from lyrics saying, when I touch you, I feel happy inside to, you know, when she told me she was young, that pain would lead to pleasure. It's like, in a sense, it's almost like when you're a kid and you like know about, you know, like, you know, you love this certain stuff, but you grow older and you want to experience more in life. That's what kind of these albums are doing. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you know, you're growing. Like, it's like, in a sense, it's like their albums, their songs, you know, they're maturing in a sense of their ways and wisdom of the world or, you know, of, you know, it's almost like in a sense of maybe you can analyze these songs as somebody, you know, listen to them at first as like, you know, when you're a kid, for me, when I'm, when I was a kid, you know, of course, I would identify more with the, the lovey-dovey songs, but then when you get older, you start to realize more what John was saying and all that stuff, and what Paul was saying too, uh, so it works as well uh, when you hear a song like that. Uh, another song on this album that's really fun uh, to sing, and I've always like, you know, loved singing is I'm Looking Through You, that Paul sings, it's just a catchy, you know, song, uh, you know, the melody is catchy, uh, Paul's, you know, uh, enthusiastic voice on it works, uh, and all that, uh, just very happy, and then, of course, there's the beat at the end, like, the bum 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 yeah, and, um, but, um, another, uh, song that's really, uh, considered a, you know, standard for Paul, uh, is Michelle, um, very, you know, uh, you know, has some even, uh, French in it, um, and, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, definitely soft, um, definitely a little eerie in a sense in the music style, but 
does it work? Yeah, it does. Um, just, you know, that little, like, you know, yeah, the harmonies. I mean, Paul just, like, you know, like, it's funny because it's like, you know, the melody isn't a strong one. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just completely soft. But it works well. And the backing vocals from John and George just work, too. Um, and, uh, you, you know, um, I remember, too, when uh, there was that big ceremony for Paul in 2010, um, that uh, Barack Obama did, and you know Paul saying that to Michelle Obama is Michelle and all that, um, which is you know a really cool uh, thing to see uh, and all that, uh, to, and you know it's a song that it is still considered a classic uh, for the Beatles and of course for Paul McCartney as well. Uh, and then we've got the Ringo song on this album, which is What Goes On, and this is the only song where the Lennon the McCartney uh, you know credit looks different. It's Lennon, McCartney, and Starkey. Uh, because, yeah, Ringo is considered, um, you know, a co-writer of the song, even though he really, it's, it's you know, learned that he really didn't write that much. He added just a little uh, touch to it. Um, but, you know, they gave him songwriting credit in it anyway. Uh, the song actually goes back early in 1963 of John doing this as like a ditty um, as a demo. You can find it on YouTube. But it even goes back to even the Quarrymen, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, they realized they needed a song on the album. And, you know, I guess, you know, they took an early song of theirs and they're like, I guess we'll give it to Ringo, you know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, we need an early song. Why don't we just, you know, it, I don't know how good it is, so why don't we just give it to Ringo, you know. Yeah, he'll like it. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, but no, no. Um, this song, I mean, the thing that's interesting about this song is you could tell that uh, they wrote this, you know, early on in like 57 or 58 because it it still has that 50 style beat to it you know um it's got a little bit of carl perkins quality when i think of this i think of their version of everybody's trying to be my baby and people have compared that and i think it's even compared to george who's doing like the riff of everybody's trying to be my baby in this song and when you when i hear everybody's trying to be my baby i like hear both of the similarities and like it's almost like a mandela effect when everybody tries my baby uh when everybody's trying to be my baby ends, I think of the ending riff in what's going on. Like whenever I think, you know, once it's like everybody's trying to be my baby, now I think of like the bum 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 bum, which is at the end of you know what's going on. But um, yeah, no. Uh, and an interesting thing too is it's a, f a little funny thing I've noticed. I noticed like you know, uh, only like about a year or two ago of where when it go when Ringo goes in the lyrics like it's so easy for a girl like you to lie. Tell me why. John says in it like you can hear him say we already told you why, which is from you know referring to of course tell me why. Um, I do like Ringo's sin on the song. I do think he sins this well. I think this is one of actually his. Uh, best singing songs, I think. Um, honestly, he's you know it's like you can t you can hear Ringo's you know low voice. You could tell that you know maybe he doesn't have the best voice, but it works well. You know maybe not the best voice as to John and Paul, but he sings it pretty good. You know, uh, and all that. So now let's go to my favorite song, which is something that is always so beautiful to listen to is in my life. Um, you know, I actually did a video about this, uh, you know, a few years ago, um, when, because I'm, in my first, uh, semester at college, I had to write a paper of what I think, um, is, uh, considered the best, um, uh, you know, like, the best type of writing out there, and I put John Lennon's, you know, I put the, you know, the, the song In My Life, and I think In My Life is a, a good example of writing. Um, and it actually started out because John was originally going to do the song about his life. He wanted to do it kind of bi biographical by talking about, you know, towns and all that stuff. And, you know, 
he realized, I think, you know, that it didn't work, and, you know, just glossing over the fact of his life, you know, like, and it's just, it's such a beautiful thing that I think we all can relate to at times in our life, you know, there are places I remember, you know, unless, you know, when we're older, you know, we're remembering stuff as as a child of, like, places that we went to as a child, places that were, that we considered, like, our second homes, you know, um, like, you know, some are dead and some are living, you know, it's just, it's a song that I think adds so much beauty, uh, and I think it just, it brings such a, you know, like, it's such a beauty, because I, when I remember listening to it as a kid, and I remember crying, I remember, like, getting really emotional hearing it, and I still get that emotional feeling when I hear it, because it's just, it's so beautiful, too, of just, you know, of, it's like, you know, the circle of life, in a sense, of, you know, of, you know, just of what, you know, you know in your life, and just of, you know, the people that are your close unit of friends, um, the people, the person you might love the most, and all that, it just, it's, you know, the, and the piano, uh, so that George Martin does is great. And the funniest thing is they had to speed up because George Martin really couldn't play that fast. Um, so, yeah, and the stu yeah, yeah, so they they, uh, they, spe they speed it up and all that um, on the, the record. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, John, I think, I think this is a song that definitely identifies John Lennon. I think this is probably one of John Lennon's best songs. I mean, I would say this is just as good as Strawberry Fields. And, yes, and, no, I mean, not yesterday. He didn't write it yesterday. But, like, no, like, Strawberry Fields or Imagine. This is one of his, I would say, one of his most signature songs ever. And I think it just, it works on who he is. You know, this, this was a guy who experienced a lot of pain uh, growing up, you know, um, having, you know, his father, you know, like, walk out on him when he was a young child, um, to having his aunt raise him, in a sense, um, you know, really, you know, gaining a relationship with his mother when he was a teenager, and then, uh, shortly after having to, you know, deal with her, you know, dying and all that stuff, you know, because she got killed, um, by a, a driver and all that, and, um, you know, um, also, you know, I mean, like, you know, Stuart Sutcliffe, who was a part of the Beatles for a little bit, his best friend, you know, he, he died too, you know. I think he was able to put a lot of his pain into song right now. I think, and I think that's the thing. When you go through so much pain, I think you can, and if you are an artist or you have that artist mindset, you can uh, create uh, something beautiful out of it. And that's what John does on this song. Ah. Uh, so that's it for today's podcast. I uh, really appreciate whether you wherever you listen in to it, uh, whether that's on Spotify, Amazon Music. I'm not going to go for the whole spiel. You get the whole spiel because I said that in the beginning. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys and see you guys later. Bye.